Hey there, bad girl, looking for something else. Hey there, bad boy, looking for something else. Come into the lounge, come into the wiki, come and stick around, come and tell it to me, Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always. This is Bob live in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. You know, I was really against technology. You know, I was a guy who used to go to the radio, you know, station to find things that he liked. Then he would go to the mall to buy something at Sam Goody, wall to wall sound video, you know, and get a tape, take it home, you know, make it yours somehow or another, make mixtapes for your friends, you know. And then my wife is like, maybe about like two years ago, she's like, we're going to get Spotify. And I'm like, okay, let's get Spotify. Fuck. All right. You know, I'll bow down to the industry, you know, I'll bow down to, you know, just these fuckers who used to pay me and my band like 0.07 cents, like, you know, and like pay, pay you that money too, and make you know how much money it was you were getting through these streaming demons. And then slowly and surely podcasts really took off. And then like Spotify became something great. And then in the in-between time, I started to, you know, get into different music, surfing um, through different channels. And I think it was this one particular day I was uh, on an exercise bike and I was listening to LCD sound system on shuffle. And then I came across the lead singer of tonight's um, episodes uh, band. And um, it, this, this, this band made me feel like uh, I, I, I'd like disco music, you know, and I like feeling good when I hear like, I think music, the, the general purpose is to make you feel good. Right. I mean, it's just what it's supposed to do. This band, 5,561 uh, minutes of their music was consumed. And I don't know what year, because I didn't write that down, but it was consumed between the hours of 1 and 6 a.m. Because that's when people are feeling alive. They feel like they want to do something, you know? And uh, I sent the the band a message and said, hey, you think that you guys would like to come uh, chat on the show? And they hit me back. And I'm super stoked tonight to have Sean Guerin from my favorite new band deluxe here in the lounge tonight how are you sir pretty good thanks for having me dude yeah man so i mean like it's so crazy to me that like you guys exist you know because i love <laughs> music like that you know like yeah yeah i mean get, getting right into it because okay so it, okay so obviously i heard 875 dollars first right okay and i was blown away we'll get back to that later but the song yeah. that really sold me yeah <laughs> And I would like to know more about the genesis of this song. Okay. Writing music for money to write more music because okay. it appealed to yeah. me on so many different levels. Like I was in bands. Uh, I'm currently just doing podcasting, but like yeah. I've, I've had that feeling, but I've never been able to have that feeling feel so good. Can you tell me <laughs> where that song came <laughs> from, sir? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that song came from just constantly having to, I mean, there's kind of like this notion of like, there's, you know, maybe there's certain bands out there, artists that really are just writing music to make money. And then, and then it's kind of like a long-term goal in the sense where, you know, you're, you're writing this music and in some cases like, okay, I have to make this sacrifice in certain senses to, to make money, but then it's for the greater good to write other songs and keep making music, you know? um yeah i can't like so what is your what is your writing process then just like do you approach it from uh like an autobiography like you know have what you're feeling in that moment because i mean i know that exactly like also too like paying like rent you know what i mean and like yeah, trying yeah. to be a creative person and trying to live in a city i i lived in um glendale like um and as we're talking right now, you're in your practice yeah. studio. I had that exact same carpeting <laughs> in our in our studio space. And um, oh, you lived in Glendale, California. 
Yeah, so we we were in a practice spot that was just like on the corner, like in between Silver Lake and like Glendale. Okay, yeah. Oh and wow. Some like when we started the Zoom call this evening, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I looked down and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> could that be the same like like facility that I was at? Well, that's funny because uh, we had a rehearsal spot. Um, it was called um, ABC. I don't know if that's the same one. That's that's it. That, that's, that's it. Yeah, because that that's in the same area. So I was like. Yeah, dude, we are you to, are you are you kidding me? Yeah, we what used to number have a space were you? There. We were, dude. I don't I don't remember the number, but do, we were. Do you like, know Do you know Vern Graham? No, I forget the guy's name, but he was like the one. He was like, he looked like Mister yeah. Clean. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't him. I mean, Vern, Vern might have moved on. I think Vern. But dude, yeah. that's regardless though the fact that you know ABC. Uh, yeah. So like my band Downtown Harvest, we were out there from like two thousand four. I I can't recall dates. Okay. I'm not you know a math guy. I'm more of a, a creative yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean I was. We were probably there from like two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen. Wow, that's yeah. wild, man. Auto Lux used to play there. Yeah, um, that's yeah, where dude. they got their start. Yeah. I have a really funny story about that. I um at, at ABC, I like. I would park my car on like the side, the side street. And, um, and we went in to record and this is when we were recording our first record actually. And like he, uh, my car was stolen that night at like, it must've been like two or 3 AM. Cause I come out and it was gone and we're just like walking around and, uh, and then the guy from Autolux is outside and he's like, Oh, what's going on? You guys look, uh, <laughs> like distressed and i was like yeah my car i think just got stolen and he like gave me a ride to the police station to like file a report and all that and it was like he's super nice dude do you i mean this he may have not been there but when i lived there he didn't live there but he was like just always around um he's the lead guitarist from wasp a heavy metal band from the 80s white anglo-saxon you would know this guy already then like i think what was his name uh we don't have an assistant here at the bobcast i'm sorry but uh we'll just keep it we'll keep it fun but i mean like, this guy was wild dude but yeah we had so many nights we had somebody pull a gun on our uh, keyboard player like right out there Whoa. and uh yeah like uh try to steal uh frank's car as well and we used to have these like jam sessions late at night and people used to show up thinking it was like a bar you know like they would come at, like two o'clock at, you know because you could play late as you want out there you know like yeah yeah what an amazing amazing coincidence <laughs> this whole time yeah. i've been listening to you guys through my headphones and you guys made <laughs> music that potentially you know yeah came out of that room <laughs> really so wild I, I think that the show's yeah. over dude i think that that's just such a cosmic thing <laughs> thank you ladies yeah. and gentlemen good night um but no i mean like uh we should also mention uh isaac franco uh can be yeah. with us he's back home with um his family right now and uh yeah one of the things i mean like obviously I love the the party vibe. I love, you know, the mix of funk almost with the talking head. Like you have like this unique style where you're able to merge like punk and disco together in a way that's like, it's you guys. But I really do want to give credence to uh, Franco's uh, bass lines, dude, because. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then also like the breakdown on $875. Like the, yeah. the like when you wait like the, the enough measures and then when it comes in it is yeah just, right I, yeah. I can't I can't play it because they'll flag it by the way on the <laughs> on the streaming services thank you Spotify for still coming at me but thank you to for uh, helping me find this band because yeah I mean that breakdown I was just like this is just ill and then like uh, from there I went to YouTube and saw that you guys could also deliver it live mm-hmm. um, the jam in the van thing and you got you guys all you have like is, is the band. Like, um, so it's you and Isaac write all the music together. Yeah, so it's me and Isaac who, who write all the music. And then uh, the three other guys who play with us live, uh, Briar on drums and then Taylor on the synths and uh, Tyler on the other guitar. Um, yeah, so they, they play with us live. But uh, recently, a lot of the recordings we've been doing for the next record have been, uh, we've been bringing them in to like come up with ideas, which has been pretty fun. So, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, primarily like it's usually just me and Isaac and um but also we kind of have you know I've written songs completely without Isaac but we kind of have this mentality of like we don't really care who writes the songs as long as what comes out we both like 
you know so like he could write a whole song i wouldn't care like as long as it's cool and we both like it you know yes as long as it's fun to play you know together and and also to you know a live audience yeah uh, so like you guys you know um you've been at it for a bit writing since i guess it says like online since you were 15 years old at that time like what were you guys influenced by well yeah i feel like that's a little bit um that that bio is a little bit not not completely accurate, you know it's but, it's so weird you know i just said this to my wife on the way home yeah. tonight she said she said to me she's like do you have any uh questions prepared and i was like no they're not really questions they're just the things i like you know yeah, and yeah she's like she's like why don't you have questions i was like because all the shits online like i listen to a lot of podcasts yeah and yeah most of the time the host will say some shit and it's not right it's not right, right. yeah 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 exactly so yeah, set it straight for us tonight yeah um yeah i mean when i was 15 in high school i was i was writing songs with a completely other band i had a band with my cousin and these two girls and um you know we played all throughout high school like isaac me and isaac in high school we we had uh, mutual friends and stuff like that and you know sometimes like the high school we would skate at sometimes i'd run into him or or whatever but it was really like after high school where we like i had like a little setup in my basement in my place and um and we would just like write random random shit and he he was funny man because I feel like he was the only kid in the whole school who was listening to like old seventies disco. Um, and maybe a lot of like a lot of stones throw hip hop. That was probably like the only modern thing he was really listening to. Um, but I just remember getting into like this old Mercedes he had and, and we would drive around and he would just like bump this like really cool, cool shit and it was and it was partly because his older brother is a dj in new york and he's just a record collector um just constantly finding obscure shit pretty much um so that's kind of where that influence comes from for him but it's interesting because like all those baselines he's made like he he didn't he has he didn't really have a background as a musician like he just like when I started writing music with him, he is just, he kind of has like this innocent mind of like, you know, he has the taste basically, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like he had musician chops. It was just, he, he comes up with these lines cause he has really good taste in music, you know, which I, yeah. I think is really interesting. And I've always had that kind of thing when I've like, even back in high school, when, when I was like, you know, trying to start a band with friends or something, it was always never, oh can this person play really well it's more like oh does this person enjoy music and i don't care if they can play their instrument or not you know um because it's like ultimately what the ideas are and what their taste is so yeah there's lots of lots of times like you could be with somebody who's you know uh, absolute you know shredder on the guitar but like when you get in the room with them it's there's nothing it's it's such a weird thing to explain to somebody to for the listener out there like if you're not musically inclined i mean it's it's chemistry it really is it's like you know you can it's weird too because it's like i guess something you don't really talk about too because okay so it's like everyone can play guitar but the guitar only works together with other people's you know bass playing or other guitar playing yeah but does i guess does that apply really i guess football too as well or like sports you know like that are team oriented but more so with bands though you know and some bands they they can't even be in the same room with each other and they're nothing more than a business at this point but i mean yeah i've been in the probably like six or seven bands and like some of them you know great chemistry and then other ones it's just like the it just they're not all there you know it it too as soon as you get there yeah i mean it really depends on like how how well their ears are tuned to everyone else playing in the room with them like I, I've generally had like it's really rare to find people you can like actually jam with in a room where everyone's listening to each other and feeding off of each other rather than someone's kind of in their own world and they don't know how to kind of uh, you know listen to others and f- and feed off them. Um, you know you can kind of tell when you jam with you. And I come from like a very like jammed background. Like it's just that's kind of how I've learned to make music with all my friends back in high school. It was just 
always it was like you know we'd, we'd write songs together and stuff but it would always be like okay we're done rehearsing let's just jam for like a few hours you know mm-hmm. um, and that's that's primarily like how I feel like we've come up with a lot of ideas like sometimes or at least a lot of the times we've like oh I'll just let me just get on drums and you get on bass and let's just jam and then all of a sudden I'll be like oh that that line's cool let's like definitely remember that you know yeah Um, and that's definitely like I've read about um I don't know if you know the band Built to Spill yeah um but we're huge fans of them and then like like they I think they've like a lot of their records they've just jammed for hours and hours and hours and that's how they've come up with their material you know you ha- you have to kind of yeah. yeah I mean you have to put the, the work in with rehearsal too like I w- always thought re- rehearsal was a- important and then like when you get to the gig like it's the last thing you should be worrying about is if the, the chord change is a B or an F sharp you know what I mean like <laughs> y- you got to be on like you know y- you should enjoy yourself because you've put in the hard work and I've been in several bands too where like they, that aesthetic just never showed up like you know yeah. like and then i've been in other groups too where the guy who's in practice wasn't the guy on stage you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah like, where's your 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 panache you know what i mean right, but like, right. chemistry though you guys definitely have though you know so the two of you guys together and then also with your band you know i was pleasantly yeah. surprised to see like how like that dynamic played out because i wasn't really sure because you know like the only clue i had at that moment on the bicycle was the the omnius uh album cover you know I was like, who are <laughs> right. these guys dude you know what i mean yeah. dude, i'm still tripping on the fact that <laughs> concrete studios ab abc studios man. yeah like, it's so what like you know how many times like i used to come off the two there like late night you know what i mean yeah. like yeah yeah and like there used to be this like and now like so i worked at the starbucks glendale and like you know like when silver you can go around the silver lake boulevard or the reservoir yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i know there's a starbucks about. right there and um Every night I would work the late shift and I would take all the food. They'd be like, you got to throw that shit out. I'm like, I'm not throwing yeah. the shit. I'm from Philadelphia, dude. Like, we got to go yeah. feed the people, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I would stop on my way home at the two and throw this bag of food over. And yeah. now I think that like all those times I did that, now everyone's got that problem. I was <laughs> just with the homeless people. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I feel so bad for, I mean, I've seen some pictures of my friend owns a tattoo shop down there in Venice. And it's just sad because it's like. It's crazy. Yeah. People don't get it though because it's like they, they haven't been to Los Angeles. They haven't experienced that weather. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that weather. You could live anywhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it could be a little chilly camping, but it's not that bad compared to, you know, yeah, back exactly. here where you you can die in New York City if you're outside. You know? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. To, I mean, yeah. I don't like. It's just become like this whole, whole issue. Like I there. I don't know if you heard about there was like the you know the Echo Park Lake. Like they're, yeah. they're basically just a bunch of encampments uh, building up over the years, and especially through COVID. And then uh, they just got like basically kicked out of there. Um, but it's like it's they such did. a they removed them yeah. recently. Yeah, it was recent. I I I didn't quite keep but quite keep up with the exact details of what happened. But it was just like there were like protests and stuff like that apparently. And yeah, um, but it's just it's just such a hard issue to solve but yeah i don't know i mean i think they're they have uh i did hear about the one thing on kcrw about uh i think they were like uh trying to set up like parking lots um for for homeless people to just go in and set up their tents in these zones and so they have that freedom to just find these parking lots and be there and so you know obviously there's some homeless people who you know want to be homeless some obviously don't some don't have family support, you know, and yeah. And so it's like, so at least there is that, that amount of support in Los Angeles for that, but there's still so there's always going to be that compassion. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's the yeah. one thing too. I was shocked when I went to Los Angeles is just how, I mean, like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, the traffic, the traffic. I mean, like yeah. no, the whole time I was there, there's traffic, but nobody was beeping horns because literally everybody was blazed up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, everybody, yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody was super chill and relaxed. And I was just like, yeah, oh, exactly. this is totally. And it's like, you know, the stereotype of like thinking, you know, like one thing and then finding out not to be true. But I mean, like, that's the one thing um, that I'll never forget about that is everyone was super friendly because people are not yeah. friendly back here. They're just not, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, really? it's a simple fact. Yeah. Yeah. All my listeners yeah. know we, 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 <laughs> we can back that 
that yeah, yeah. you know i i mean like if you cross them like it's like that you you've like you know ripped up the yeah. the constitution you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. The, the one well, signed in the founding father's blood they're just gonna like go insane i mean because, i have you know, to say like when we we played philly on our last tour it was, it was yeah, like where did you play man i'm trying to remember how about i throw uh, out some uh, venues that what what tour was it was it for the more disco songs about love tour yeah, it was yeah so did um, you play the the theater of living arts on south street no that's not it um, did you play kung fu necktie no that's not it did you play uh, john see. and peters no i i can find it let me see here it's definitely like but i here i'll find it in a sec but it was like oh I, the armor or no uh i'm trying you know it's been I got the 2018, right? Here's the tour list like, here. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, uh, where are you at? God damn it. <laughs> My friend was like calling me as I was. Pick it up. Voltage. Oh, yeah. The Voltage Lounge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, was, you guys were there? Fun. Yeah. So, like, we had never played. Or no, wait, did we play Philly? I, for, I actually forget, but maybe that was our first time. That is, time. Uh, there's a, definitely a spot like that down there, but yeah. Um, yeah. Playing. Um, I mean, Philly, I mean, like they, they love, they love to support when it's, it, it's, it's good for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like without a doubt, you know, but they'll boo you off stage without a doubt. You know what I mean? Like if they don't get their, their money's worth, but uh, it's not yeah, for yeah. everybody, but you know, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I, when we, we, we the thing is when we moved out there, we always thought it was going to be so hard to get gigs, you know. And yeah. then we got gigs fairly easy out in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, one of the things I missed the most, and I know it, it, it's just not there no more, is um, Spaceland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so that, that was like my favorite thing. club of all time. Like it's yeah, gone, it, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard, like, it got changed to the satellite. Like, yeah. I don't know. It must have been like eight, nine years ago now, and um. But yeah, now that it's, I just heard, like, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I heard that it was gone. I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like, so there's nothing so, in there. Yeah. There's like so much history at that venue. Like I played at that venue with like all sorts of bands and. That's, I mean, I never forget. They had Monday, free Monday nights at this place, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It was called the, it was called Spaceline when I was there and they had, um, they had like this alien bubble ship that people can go smoke cigarettes in, in the back room. <laughs> so wild. And I, I, um, I think I, yeah, I was tripping on mushrooms and I saw this band called The Color, uh, and you know it was nuts. I was like, this is this is it. This is the spot. Every Monday night we can come here for free yeah. and see new bands that are cool, you know. And like the bands were good, and people came out to see them on Monday nights. Yeah, yeah. To support, and that was something that you know is is very um, you guys have down there, right? I mean, like you guys. Like if all your spots in Los Angeles, what would you say your, your favorite is to play right now? Um, I mean, I really like playing the Echo. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it sounds good. It's nice, a nice tight little spot. I mean, the the Echoplex downstairs is a bit bigger, which is also fun to play. But the Echo just feels like this tighter, more intimate space where it can also sound good and have a good time. Um, bootleg theater is cool. Um yeah and then we're i think we're trying to book a teragram show which is sort of a new venue in a sense i think it's been there for like five years now um but it's similar to the echo i think um but i've heard i've heard good things i've actually never been there um but i've heard i've like a lot of touring bands go through there and stuff like i think the last band my friends went to go see was pond Oh my God, Pond was yeah. an amazing band. Was it? Yeah. Um, outside shooting, uh, what was it called? Shooting Stars or something? That's huge single like back in the day. Oh, okay. I just, I like my favorite album by then was the um, Man It Feels Like Space Again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's a good record. Um, they just had like an anniversary tour or something like that, right? Um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm excited. Have you seen any live music? I guess you. Los Angeles is still like I don't have uh news. I got rid of the news about uh, this is all oh, I do yeah. by the way. It's funny. So about Dude, maybe five months ago, no news. So what's going yeah. on out there? Have you seen a band? Uh no, I haven't seen anything. I, well, okay. The last thing I did see was a couple weeks ago. My friend, uh, this place in North Hollywood, some bar or something. They were they're having something outside in the parking lot, and it's it's like a house band that it's like a jazz kind of fusion hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. 
that was cool to see um, yeah right to feel it yeah and so but yeah i haven't really seen like a conventional touring band come through and and like a proper show i guess oh man so, yeah. yeah i haven't seen a proper show i've seen like a bar band yeah i got excited when i saw they had gear they were on break they came back it didn't do it for me like I wanted it to do, you know, but it was still good to see, you know, yeah. but uh, things are starting to open. Like I found it, I found it so strange and you could probably attest to this too. It's just like, it, it, so like they had all these mega tours for these mega artists in place, right. definitely before the vaccine. Right. Because it's like yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Billie Eilish is touring the world, you know, like, and all the, like, it's just bizarre to me. Like, will people feel like I, I, I'm, I live in Philadelphia where like the strange thing too is like I just realized we're very tough but also too everyone's wearing a mask still here in the suburbs yeah I was down Myrtle Beach about like a month ago it's like COVID-19 never happened down like no no masks yeah it's 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 a weird thing so do you think people will be comfortable you know paying money to go see a show at a, like a big you know theater yeah so I mean if you asked me that like six months ago, I, I would have been like, it's, it could be, I think a lot of people would be a little bit hesitant, but now with the whole vaccine, it's, yeah, I think it's almost feeling normal again. Um, I think like people are going to be really excited to go back to shows. I was, yeah, I, I was kind of wondering the same thing, like, Oh, when shows open back up or maybe the attendance isn't going to be as, as large because people are like oh no i don't i don't know about this or or whatever like they might be frightened about it or whatever but now with the vaccine dude like i know so many people have already gotten it and it's everyone's just like okay yeah let's let's go to shows let's go i think yeah i'm are ready yeah I'm very ready excited. So, are you yeah. vaccinated i haven't yet um i gotta get on that i don't know i've like I've just been like super busy and I, I'm not I think, judging you. I'm not judging. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I just, like, uh, I think the real, the real reason I like put it off is like, I hear so many people who like, like maybe have a little wife got sick. for a day or something. And yeah, uh, I, I, I felt a, a tinge of something. And then like, okay, it was yeah. like, just, I just drank a lot of water and tried to stay hydrated. But I mean, my wife was really sick, just not oh, well. Yeah it's a weird thing right like you know my son's five years old and he's like people are getting sick there's needles i'm like god man this sucks like when i was five years old it was like he-man and like you know what i mean like everything's yeah, cool yeah. and he's like he just actually he had his um graduation from pre-k and i'm just thinking like you know like some of the parents are wearing masks it's just a, a weird world for a little yeah. guy to like you know it's almost sci-fi in a way and like i've noticed oh, this develop this pattern and I, I definitely can identify with it because it's like, you know, imagine the angst of being a teenager and imagine like, you know, all the insecurities of being a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then imagine someone comes along and says, oh, there's this huge pandemic. You need to cover up your face. So that way you feel 100 percent protected all the time. Right. Your, your yeah. pimples are not on display. Your insecurities are on display. Your emotions yeah. you could pretty much keep in check with your eyebrows or your, you know, you yeah, know yeah. glance of your, your eyeballs. But like, you know, and then all of a sudden, like for these poor kids and I saw this girl today, yeah, I could just read it like she's just like, I don't want to let go of this mask. You know, like I want to I want to keep this mask on because it's protecting yeah. me and I, I get it, you know, dude, there's been some uh, there's been some like pros to wearing a mask for me. Like, I don't know. It's like it's got, like I have a really bad uh, facial hair, you know, same. And, uh, I'm, and, I'm 41 years old. This is all I can yeah. grow. Yeah. And so like. When it grows out, it just looks bad. So I'm like constantly shaving it. And um, but now with the mask, I can just let it go however long I want. I think you, know? you could probably have a great beard. Let me see your your stubble real quick. Yeah, know. dude, look at that. Totally. Yeah, you I don't have much connection, you know. But it, it could still happen, though. You know, yeah, it true. still could happen. It's a weird I just thing. Right? Through like the courage phase of just letting it grow out, and then finally it'll like blossom. You know but because my brother has a very good beard so i should be so does mine my younger brother has a better beard than me he connects all the way and it's just like he got the better he got the better like you know blast of dna yeah and it's just something i have to deal with it's you know it happens you know um what was i just saying before that i want to touch upon so so earlier though you were saying 
vaccines, whatever, if you get, whenever you get it, you get it. You know what I mean? God, I, I think that you probably already got COVID and you got over it, you know? Yeah. I think that at this point, like, you know, it is what yeah. it is, right? And yeah. people need to get out and they need to see music and they need to, you know, I want all of my, the, my listeners, you know, I mean, to check out the band, you know what I mean? Like, I would like to like book you guys here in Philadelphia. Like, you know, once things get back in place, like I do these like rooftop concerts. I think you guys would absolutely destroy it, dude. Like, oh, be so it'd be fun. wild. It'd be wild. Um, <laughs> but so you also are the drummer as well as the lead singer. So you're laying the groove down to Franco's thumping bass. Well, so, I mean, we, we can like throughout the records, um, it's kind of a mix. I, I guess I'd probably have drummed on most of the songs, mm-hmm. uh, but he's definitely drummed on a few where it's like, Oh, that's wonderful. Also, so you both drum. Yeah, yeah. He's actually had a little bit of background in like percussion. Um, when we were in high school, I was in, I was in the jazz band um, and he was for a second and he was doing percussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instruments wise, like in terms of like guitar, keyboards or bass, like he never touched that. Um, so he also, he always just had a, a little bit of a rhythmic background. Um, okay. And that was about it. And then, um, but yeah, through the records, like we don't, it's not like a dedicated, like I've, I have, I've done some bass lines, a lot of bass lines on some of the records and then, he's done you know a lot of them and like he's done some guitar uh like one of the there's been like songs he's written that i like didn't really touch but then i i just put vocals on you know Mm -hmm. so it's a very very collaborative system and like we try i've just like learned throughout the years just like being in bands in high school of like really trying to just let go of ego as much as possible um and i feel like i've like completely done away with it in a sense where i'm just like we have complete freedom in that sense you know um i get i think i think the only times where we can both bat heads and like get a little egotistical on each other is when we're mixing you know like oh man <laughs> yeah, yeah. be more up here or whatever it might well, it's be also like your ears are different your, your ears are biologically different than yeah than yeah, Isaac's are. i mean like it, I, remember, <laughs> I remember there's this weird, one right? time where Isaac was like really high and and we were, we were listening. <laughs> yeah and, and you think it sounds yeah. great <laughs> yeah exactly well but also he was like do you hear that and I'm like what he's like there's like this clicking this clicking sound and I'm like dude I don't hear it like I just don't hear it and he's like no no, no it's there and I'm like I know but it's probably because you're like really high and he's like yeah but it's still there <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> right we'll find it and we just like soloed all these tracks one at a time we're like trying to find it I was like, I don't know, man. You're just like, you just have way superior ears than me right now. <laughs> Did yeah. you find it? No, Never. I don't. I don't. I remember like coming out of it like it totally wasn't there. But he was just like tripping. You know what's crazy? Like, and I'm sure you probably had. Like, did you ever make a mistake? And then you're like, oh, I should take it out. And then you don't like the way it sounds with the mistake now gone because yeah. it's done this oh, like weird yeah. percussive thing like in the in the cans, yeah. you know what I mean? Like There's a lot of stuff like that, man. I mean, I've yeah, it's I tend to really like those like happy accidents and and some things where we, you know, like maybe he's playing bass and it was like rhythmically off like when you solo it or hear it with like a click or the drums or something and but then when you hear it with the entire piece of music it still makes sense yeah and so that's also kind of uh kind of something that we you know we always go by which is you know it's just whatever comes out if it's if it sounds good coming out no matter how it was done or whatever as long as it sounds good it sounds good like we can leave it be you know um that like once you start getting it in your head that like you need things to be perfect or they need to be done a certain way then it just gets it gets less fun and it also just becomes very stale um, it does yeah yeah I, you know I, I love you know the first thing i ever recorded was no click track you know and it's real to real just in the room and like i don't know you know like i remember being like I don't know, like 22 years old. And my peers were like, are you going to be ready to record to a click? And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
like hammering it into me that this is going to be the most difficult thing in the world to do. It wasn't yeah. that difficult as long as you could find the right click noise. I didn't know that, you know, when I was yeah. young, like thinking like, you know, like, oh shit, I got to listen to this metronome noise that really like makes me feel like nauseous. Right, right. But um, something about when you work on something for like, okay, so like, I, I try to tell everybody that I meet, like if you're a creative person, like if you work on something for too long, you're not working on it no more. Mm-hmm. Working on you, you know? Yeah doing something to you and changing you know what i'm saying like you should just get it out there you know and like i also too like what like you were saying too about the um sorry my dog uh probably sees no dog like what you were saying about you know the the way that you can take a a track and like you know have fun with it like the new track um on and on to the end of us yeah like i really think that's like an experimental thing like there's so many different styles i could hear in there you know and like it's fun you know yeah yeah that song's funny like i i ended up starting i think i think isaac was also in new york at the time when i actually wrote that idea and and when i was writing it was like it kind of developed into like a new order feel um yeah Mm -hmm. and i actually like i i haven't really gone in depth with new order really um, but I just know I have listened to some songs and gone through a record once or twice, but not like so in depth with them, honestly. And but then when I wrote this song, I was like, oh, this is definitely like giving me that vibe of of New Order. Um, but. But yeah, it was you know, uh, it reminds me of like um, like craft work, like kind of like uh, okay, yeah. like like it, yeah. but like if they had like modern day instruments you know what i mean right right yeah <laughs> it's got that fun nature to it you know yeah i got well, a, i got a notification when that song dropped it's an exciting feeling nice. <laughs> spotify i mean like as yeah. much as i hated you in the beginning now i've grown yeah. to love you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah to it's tough that. to have that type of thing go on too it's like a shame too because it's you know as i mentioned in the beginning of the podcast like I like buying, you know, records. I like, I mean, when I first saw, you know, um, Amoeba Records, I was like blown away, you know, and I heard that that's also not closed and that's disturbing, you know, cause that was yeah. like an amazing thing. And like, like your band's, you know, fantastic. And like, you know, more people should have the vinyl of more disco songs about love, you know, like <laughs> than do because they have it in this digital, you know, pocket, right. you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I feel for bands now because it's like, it's not the way it should be, you know, like you're, you're worth way more than just like, you know, a simple green upside down download button, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. And I mean, I think it's interesting because like, I think maybe bands who are a lot younger right now were like, you know, in their teens or early twenties, they've just grown up with this digital platform. So they don't, they don't know maybe what, what it was like maybe in like early 2000s and i don't even know that either i i mean i wasn't really much of an artist in early 2000s you know i was just a young teenager but like how bands back then could actually make money by selling cds and vinyl you know yeah you know and like also too like they like were hungry for it like after shows you know what i mean yeah, like now yeah. it's like it's it's basically like if you print something you're like just you want to give it to somebody if you're an up and coming band just you wind up eating the cost because it's so expensive but like yeah you know and also too it's like you can't track you know these spotify numbers like these are numbers they're giving you you know what i mean like you could always say well the you know the record label is printing out fifty thousand copies of this yeah we have sold forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine copies congratulations there's only one left it's in the kmart in doylestown pennsylvania (laughs) you better get in the car and get over there quick because then you know that you're going to become a successful musician there's no way at all to determine you know like somebody wrote something once on i I can't remember where i heard it or a podcast or instagram some shit but like the, the person who is the most the most influential person in the world probably doesn't even have social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We live in this culture that's so subjected towards, you know, it's just, it, yeah. I don't know. I, I it's well, so hard. And it's like, I don't, if, like, I don't know if you know, but like, like, for example, Mac DeMarco, 
I think he like deleted his his Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. I did read this, yes. And um, and I was like, good. Like I would have done the same thing if I was in his position. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's terrible. I mean, like they did. Um, I don't know where my phone is, but Instagram put it the thing. I guess the last couple of days, like we just got it out here, where you can disable your um your likes and it just basically says others oh, yeah you know? oh right I've heard which, about is, that. Yeah. which is it's cool because it's like i always tend to think like i have a, a background in education and i used to work with kids and like it, it's just too much for them man especially at that teenage like level yeah like to deal with your whole life edit it with like captions and like music you know yeah. what i mean like and like every day like just you know what i mean like we've yeah. got to put it's not right yeah, I mean, like, I just, and that's why, and that's why they're not buying albums and CD stores yeah. or or Kmart. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> just not doing it no more. Yeah, it's hard for me. I mean, I like, I understand the importance of social media and and using it, and and it's obviously become you know kind of your like business outlet in a sense, and 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 people are always telling me, oh, you should use it more, and 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 I do every now and then, and then sometimes I just have really long gaps of like posting nothing and um yeah it feels really good right it, when you just take take breaks from it it's, and it's nice like, but like really what it comes down to is just like i i would rather put all my time into actually making music rather than that's what you should do you should you should get you should get somebody time. to handle all that stuff for you dude yeah like you should just make your music yeah. make your music and keep making songs that make people yeah. feel good you know that's i mean like the middle ground right there is actually getting someone to handle all that for us yeah because it's a pain in the ass i mean it really is it's like this whole other side that you have to do as an artist that you shouldn't have any place it 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 tampers like okay so i don't know this is just my personal um reflection on this but like i tend to like think emphatically about how another person feels quite a bit and you know billy eilish came out with a new song i can't remember the name of it but you know in the song you know in the last year she's been stripping away her clothing doing what every pop star does too like you think oh they're wholesome oh really she started taking her clothes off right so like i'm thinking about the girl who was like so enamored by her and was like i just you know like i had body issues i like that she wears her clothes like this and then like you know it's just like everything has to turn into the same thing with the music industry the sexualization of like females in the industry i think is terrible like why can't you just be you know who you are and like artists yeah. like you know Sheryl crow last more said i mean they they do whatever they want like yeah. I, mean, I don't know if this is billy's choice per se if it is i 100 you know think that but yeah. like it just is very commonplace like i remember yeah. christina aguilera was like singing about being in a, a genie in a bottle which is so innocent and then the very yeah. next year was having like dirty sex in a wrestling ring and yeah. you know it's just it's terrible I mean, it, too and really eilish's case i very may, may well be just her choice you know because i feel like she's she's at that level i hope so like, i hope yeah, so but i'm yeah, thinking about the yeah. girl like you know what i mean like, yeah for sure for sure it's just just yeah. devastated and then she's yeah. what she's got to do it too you know yeah and she's got to yeah. go get the khaki clothing now too like yeah, yeah. we're so influenced by yeah. the visualization of things but mm-hmm. for me i've it's always been a, about the music which ties back into you know you know, hearing like $875 for the first time and just being like, wow, like that reminds me of everything I listened to in the 90s. It reminds me of like the first time I heard the extended cut of Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye, which I love so much. I was blown away by it, you know, like, and it it has nothing to do with, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels good. And like in that, like, in that, like, you know, like a lot of times, like you listen to music when it comes on Spotify and it's like the first thing you see is like, what you think the music video would be you know what i mean like yeah people just want to feel good yeah yeah and then that's essentially just like most of the music that we tr- that we naturally like to make is just feel good music really like a lot of the ideas we we come up with is like oh this is just a nice feel good you know um mm-hmm. a momentary kind of music and then there's also you know certain songs we like that have just like a bunch of energy and not really giving a fuck about what we're saying and all that but um but yeah it's been like we're you know we're in the middle and actually it's been this is the kind of the first time we've been actually recording outside of our own studio so we've been going to the studio in long beach called jazz cats and um we've been there three times now uh, each time like a week long and 
just been like kind of collecting sounds for the next record um and we just take everything back to our studio and mix it but it's been interesting working with somebody else and and putting all all of our sounds through his gear and like you know like tape machines and and all sorts of like old compressors and all that stuff and um it feels good right because it takes a little bit of the pressure off i mean a lot of the pressure off you guys you know yeah it's like and it's cool producing is tough yeah and it's cool because we can bring in you know anyone we want and just let them go loose with our ideas and see what they come up with you know like we've had our so, drummer so prior. is this the what's the name of the new albums uneven uh it's we're we're working on it's kind of a working title right now but the newest ep is called uneven okay cool i got you and so um yeah i couldn't tell because spotify you know they don't make i'm like is this off the album coming or you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To confuse you well, okay so here's what's interesting about the whole spotify thing right now is that um like i don't know if you've noticed this but there's a lot of bands who come out with like two maybe three eps and then they just release the whole record with those songs yeah um and it's kind of this weird way of getting around uh this rule that spotify has where because right now it's all about getting on playlists right like that's kind of it's kind of like the new getting on media sort of thing and so the way you you pitch your songs to these playlists is like you can only i think the rule is like you can only pitch one you can only pitch singles or something like single releases to uh for for each record right so if we came out with a record that was 12 songs and we only had two singles set up for release. That means we can only pitch two songs for these editorial playlists, right? And so basically the loophole around that is to come out with a couple of EPs. So you have multiple, as many multiple releases to pitch. And so you just have many more chances to get on these bigger playlists, basically. So it's kind of like really dumb, <laughs> but it's the game. and. And it I'm sucks like, the game sucks and also yeah. too i should know for the listener out there i in these cases too you have to sometimes pay to get on somebody's playlist and this oh, could yeah. be a person who is just an influencer again who lives right, in right. like iowa that's got like you know like this massive like you know so you can if you don't have spotify you could have like co- collaborative playlists you got playlists that people can follow and you know i know somebody who paid straight domestic u.s dollar to get on one of these um playlists and that it further just made my disdain for for spotify grow and then when my wife yeah. was like we're getting it i'm like no we're not getting it you know but <laughs> yeah um i wanted to talk to you uh before we go about uh skateboarding i just saw a video yeah. man like yeah so so out here in philly like uh you know love park um okay. sub-zero like uh and then we have bam and bam's a train wreck right now but i mean yeah. where did you get the but is it just growing up in los angeles like it's you've always been skating uh yeah i i grew up skating in, in my teens in high school uh i skated from probably like 14 to 20 you know i skated a lot um it's basically like music and skating for my life in high school and uh but i definitely like i throughout the years like i think friends stopped skating so i ended up like cutting it off at 20 i was just like okay i'm just gonna like do mostly music and I basically barely skated in my 20s which I totally regret now um because it's like such a fun exercise and I've been I've picked it back up in the last year and a half okay yeah and it's been it's been really fun and it's crazy because it's it's gotten so much more popular in the sense that like there's so many skate parks being made and yeah a lot mm-hmm. of people can just meet up at these skate parks and you know you you meet a bunch of people and everyone's so nice and like supportive of everyone learning and all that and it was it's like such a different environment than being in high school like you have like uh you know friends back then where everyone's kind of like shitting on each other <laughs> in a sense yeah, and, uh, yeah but nowadays it's just like super supportive and it's a it's a really great culture to be around so and skateboarding has stayed steady since it's like rise in i guess the 80s right when yeah I yeah pretty Tony... much. yeah i mean like 80s was like a very you know like transition skateboarding and ramps and tony hawk and 
and then like street skating was kind of this thing that kind of built i feel like late 90s you know yeah. I, um, I think that that era is just wonderful like the mid 90s yeah. like when it was like there was like the rave scene there was skateboarding you know and there's like industrial rock and like it was weird like the rise of grunge and then the fall of grunge so quickly too and like right. the yeah. abandoned abandonment of grunge in a way too i felt yeah. like you know in hindsight now like being like after kurt died like nope fuck that we're not doing that no more but oh yeah skate, skateboarding was always um i was always around skateboarders um you know and the culture is just it's great because they you know they take care of one another you know yeah and also i mean like i think a lot of like music came from like taste in modern music and maybe some old music came from like skate videos and stuff like that like yeah, i thought so um watching because i was thinking that your band would be great for skate videos you know (laughs) we've actually been in some um that's cool yeah yeah i've had like friends hit me up they're like oh dude i heard better making time in this in the skate video i was like oh damn um yeah so yeah it's been cool and i was like i've i feel like i'm like way better at skateboarding than i was when i was a teenager because now i have like because skateboarding is interesting because you're like some there's some people who skate with like a very like analytical mind where like you know you're you're piecing each trick together where uh you're like okay i'm i keep messing up why am i messing up do i put my foot here do i put my foot back there you know and then there's some people who don't think about that at all they just keep doing it and for some reason they like physically can naturally end up getting there a lot faster um and I, I'm definitely more like analytical in the sense where like I'm I'm like chipping away at each trick and I know okay what I can do now. But when I was a teenager, I didn't think about that at all. I just like keep <laughs> doing it. And yeah. actually, you kind, of, you kind of find that's why some skaters get mad because they're not thinking analytically. They're thinking from they're just doing it and doing it, and it can be frustrating not knowing why you can't land something, and you're just constantly trying, you know but yeah, for some yeah. people who don't get mad it's because like they maybe they're not thinking about how they're skating but they just naturally are like their body is like naturally inclined to move a certain way or, or whatever it might be it's, it's interesting like you know mm-hmm. watching kids skate and like i'll try to help some kids skate and like give them pointers and some kids will like do that thing where they're like okay yeah i'll put my foot there and try it and then other kids will just keep doing what they've been doing and yeah. And so it's it's yeah it's interesting yeah some kids can follow the like, direction that other kids can't yeah i mean yeah yeah so some kids uh like in my experience with education too it's like you know it's either they want to do it or they don't want to do it it's just it's always sure, going to yeah. be that way most of the cases it was because the parents wanted them to do it and not them and you know <laughs> it just it wound up yeah. bad but um listen sean i really appreciate uh your time here tonight uh i yeah, mean man. i love i love the band man i can't wait to uh hear the new stuff you know yeah dude, feel good too. music ladies and gentlemen i can't play any of it because spotify will come after me they'll be here in the morning <laughs> they'll take the breakfast i make for my family and they'll throw it in the streets but you know <laughs> they they did help me find this band so i mean something good came from the pandemic and uh i want you to check them out i am going to put some links down here below um in the podcast so make sure you uh you listen to them I really appreciate it, Sean. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you, man. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast.